1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. As I am taught the Word of God, my life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. Today's message is entitled, The Power of Your Dream Seed. The Power of Your Dream Seed. Today is Easter Sunday, the day when we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. John 15 and verse 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, than that he laid down his life for his friends. And that is certainly what Jesus did for us. His life and all that he did for us demonstrates the power of a seed. He gave up all the glory and splendor of heaven. He was born of a woman. He lived a perfect life without sin. He took our sins upon himself. He paid the price we each deserve to pay. He gave his life for you and me. And he died. He was put to death by wicked men. And his body was put in a tomb. It was planted in this earth. And then his father raised him from the dead. John 12 and verse 24 says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And that's what you and I are. John says it this way in 1 John that now we are the children of God. And praise God for it. Amen. Easter is about the power of a seed. The greatest seed of all, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To truly walk in the blessing of God, you must discover the power of a seed. Now I know it's Easter Sunday, so might as well just deal with it. I know that you get to certain Sundays, there are, there are people of the mindset, they, they want to go, they, they want to hear a nice religious message to make them feel good so they can keep living for themselves the next six months of the year. But that's not what my father and I do. We're here every Sunday ministering the Word of God, making disciples, teaching people to obey the Word of God so that they can walk in God's best in every area of life. So what are we doing today? We're doing what we do every single Sunday and every single Wednesday night. 
Easter is about the power of a seed, the greatest seed of all, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to truly walk in the blessing of God in your life, in your home, your family, in your circumstances, in your finances, you must discover and employ the power of a seed. Life is not a matter of luck or chance. No, success requires sowing the right seeds. So learn to plant a specific seed for a specific harvest, just as you would in a garden or on a farm. The principle is stated in Galatians 6 and verse 7, which says, a man reaps what he sows. And our, the culture we live in now, it is so wicked and it is so confused, but we don't have to be, amen? We can, we can understand the way God created things and we can employ that. And the fact that we can count on that, we can employ that in our everyday lives. A man or woman, they, they reap what they sow. Jesus came to bring us life. He came to bring us the best life. He said in John 10 and verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. For so many believers, and praise God that he paid the price so that we can be forgiven of our sins and we can be born again and part of the family of God. But for so many believers, that is the extent of their Christianity. And they fail to realize there is so much more available to them. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So God has a wonderful plan, a wonderful purpose and destiny for all of our lives. God has great things that he wants you to do. But we have a part to play. And your dreams are important to God's plan for your life being fulfilled. Ephesians 3, beginning in verse 20. The Apostle Paul wrote, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So God has a supernatural life planned for us. But to experience God's best, you have to live a distinctive life set apart from this wicked world. If you keep doing what you're doing, the results are going to be the same. If you keep doing what you're doing, when you come to church on Christmas, your results are going to be the same. If you keep doing what you're doing, when I see you next year on Easter, the results are going to be the same. You have to apply yourself to the Word of God and apply the Word of God to your life and then take action accordingly to walk in God's best. This world takes. It takes and it takes and it takes. And just when you think it's done taking, it takes even more. This world takes. But the best life is a life of giving. The best life is a life of giving and receiving, of generosity. The best life is a life of giving and receiving, not taking. Jesus said it this way in Luke 6, 38. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Now this is true in every part of life. If you don't like the harvest you're reaping, you got to change the seeds you're sowing. You might say, Austin, no one's nice to me. Well, are you sowing seeds of kindness? Are you sowing seeds of graciousness? Austin, no one helps me. Are, are you sowing seeds of being a help and being a blessing? See, I, I refer to the fact, you're like thinking, man, he, he's, he's bold on Easter Sunday. Yes, there are, there are people out there. They're out there today. They're out there right now. 
They show up to the Lord's house twice a year. I wonder why, Austin, they don't have better results because it's the, the lack of the seed that they're sowing and living for God. Give, and it shall be given unto you. What if nothing is given? Then nothing will be given back unto you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet withal or use, it shall be measured to you again. So in your life, whatever your current level, whatever you've experienced, whatever you're believing God for in your life, you have to dare to dream beyond your means. You have to dare to dream beyond where you're at. You have to choose and decide to live a life of faith. And over time, not overnight, but over time, the principles of faith in the Word of God will transform your life. Tell your neighbor, say, lift up your eyes. Tell your other neighbor, say, live beyond your dreams. It's a choice. Tell your other neighbor, say, dream beyond your dreams. It's a choice. It is a decision to no longer accept the status quo, but to say, I see the power of a seed. I see the power of my choices and my decisions and my actions. I see the power of my words. And so between now and the end of the year, or between now and next year, I'm going to change the seeds I'm sowing. I'm going to change the words I'm speaking. I'm going to change the actions I'm taking so I have a better result. You have to choose to dream beyond your means. We serve a supernatural God. As Paul wrote in Ephesians 3.20, our Heavenly Father, He wants to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. God doesn't want to take from your life. God wants to add to and multiply your life. He doesn't want to take from your life. He wants to increase your life. Bringing your dreams to pass requires effort. Smile at your neighbor and say, effort. And I, I realize we, we live in a culture where nobody wants to do anything. You know, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't know why I don't have this or that. Well, you got to do X, Y, Z. I don't want to do anything. See, that, that's the culture out there. But that's not who we should be as the people of God. Bringing your dreams to pass requires effort. You have to do something. And there are some things that you must do in your life to see your dreams come true. Number one, a dream is like a seed. A dream is like a seed. And a seed doesn't look anything like what it will become. Psalm 37, beginning in verse 4, says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give unto you the desires of your heart. Our Heavenly Father wants to bring your dreams and desires to pass. But as long as your dreams are in your heart and not yet a reality, those dreams are but seeds. Your dreams and your desires are dream seeds. As you delight yourself in the Lord, our Heavenly Father, he wants to give you the desires of your heart. But we often reject our own dreams and desires because they are but seeds in our hearts. Don't reject the dream seeds that God has put within your heart. When God puts a dream seed in a believer's heart, far too often they reject that dream seed because as long as it's in their heart, it is in a dormant state, waiting to be sown, waiting to be planted, waiting for action to be taken. It's in a dormant state, but because of that, we often reject that dream seed. 
Don't do that. Don't, don't reject what God has put within your heart. Take action. Develop an action plan. Plant, sow. Take action with your words, your choices, your decisions, your living, your sowing, your giving. Now up here, got some fruit, got some seed packets, have some apple seeds. And these have been in my father's, heart, my father's office for a long time. Packet of seeds. And this time of year, Jessica, she goes to Home Depot or Lowe's or other places like Callaway's to buy seeds. And she'll go outside with the kids and she'll plant seeds for whatever harvest that she would like this year. So I have a packet of seeds. And these seeds have been in this packet in my father's office, in my father's desk for more than a decade. And guess what? The, these seeds in this packet up in his office in a drawer, they haven't produced any what? Apples. And why not? Well, they have to be planted. They have to be sown. They have to be, be watered. And see, when we're, we're not doing our part, this is the kind of Christianity we're living. When we're not doers of the word, when we don't take action on the word, when we don't do our part, we're, we're, we're like this, the seeds in this packet. We got all the potential to be a tree, to be an entire grove or garden of trees, to produce hundreds of apples, thousands of apples, perhaps more, all the potential in the world. But as long as you don't take action, as long as you're of the mentality that you don't have to do anything, you're just like this packet of seeds. The seeds are sitting inside, but nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. No progress can be made. So an apple seed in a package will not grow into an apple tree. I have a packet of cantaloupe seeds. But these seeds in this packet, if nothing is done, if they're not sown, if they're not planted, these seeds in this packet, they are not going to produce a cantaloupe vine. Have a packet of watermelon seeds. And this, this looks good. You might be thinking, I'm going I'm to steal that watermelon here after the service. Packet of watermelon seeds. But if they are not sown, if they are not planted, if no action is taken, nothing's going to happen. There's not going to be a watermelon vine. There's not going to be watermelons. Number two, learn in your life. And this works in every area of life. Sure, you can apply it in your finances, but it works in every area of life. Number two, learn to plant a specific seed for a specific harvest, just as you would in a garden. I, I see young people here. We're all gifted in different ways. We, we excel in certain subjects more than others. So if you're in a subject or a class or a college class that is not your strong suit to get a good end result, to get an A minus or an A or an A plus, they still give out A's, right? I know things are so crazy. Now there are schools that are doing away with grades. But if you want the A and you're not in your favorite class or in an area that is your strong suit or gifting, to get the harvest you want, you got to sow the right seeds. You got to go to class. When you're in class, whether in person or online, you actually have to pay attention, take notes, learn, figure it out, figure out what the professor wants. Learn to plant a specific seed for a specific harvest, just as you would in a garden. You know, sometimes I'll have young men walk up to me out in the atrium and they'll say, Austin, believe with me for a wife. 
But, you know, if you want to get married, you want to have a wife, want to have a family, there are some seeds you have to sow. There is some action you have to take. As pastor says, I'll blame this on him. You might have to attend to your personal grooming. You might have to go talk to someone, and not online doesn't count. You might have to approach her in person. You might have to ask her out and take her on a date. As pastor says over there, spend money. He's helping me out this morning. You have to plant specific seeds for a specific harvest. But this works in every area of life. There are people, the end of every year, they always say, well, I wish I had more money. But to get to a result where you have more, you got to sow the right seeds. You got to take the right action. You got to spend less than what comes in. You got to save. You got to invest. You got to practice good stewardship. You have to sow the right seeds for a specific harvest. A seed produces nothing until you plant the seed in the ground and cultivate the ground. And this is why in the lives of so many, they're, they're good people. They, they, they love the Lord. They have good intentions. But nothing happens because they're like this seed of, they're like this packet of apple seeds. They got all the potential in the world, but there's no action. There's no action being taken. The seeds are not being sown. To see your dreams become a reality, you have to take action. The seed, the dream seed will remain dormant until you introduce that seed to the proper environment or good soil. So in your life, hang out with people who dream. Hang out with people not afraid to dream. Hang out with those that are ahead of you. You, you will rise or fall to the level of your fellowship. But if you will hang out with those ahead of you, hang out with those who dream and they're taking action, they're planting seeds toward the dream that they have, they'll inspire you to produce the right environment in your life for your dreams to grow. In the same way, your financial dream seed will remain dormant until you introduce that seed to the proper environment or to good soil. If your dream seed is financial, you've got to plant that dream seed in the good soil of God's kingdom to reap a harvest. Think about all the money that our government wastes every year. What if that money was redirected to good soil and productive endeavors. There would be a different end result. It's about the seed. It's about the soil. And it's about whether or not action is taken. John 12 and verse 24 says, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it will produce many seeds. And so again, here I have in my hand a packet of apple seeds. And if you plant an apple seed, an apple seed is just a little hard, tiny black seed. But if you plant that apple seed and then cultivate the ground, we live in Texas. You have to actually water your garden here in Texas. And they keep saying we're in a dry spell. You might have to water extra. Some of you have heard me tell the story about when my father-in-law blessed me with peach trees. And later I had the good idea to have some irrigation added to that area so I didn't have to stand out there every day in June and July watering those peach trees. But it's not just a matter of planting the seed. You got to do the rest of what is your part. You got to cultivate the ground. You got to water the ground. But if you plant the apple seed 
and then cultivate the ground, that seed will eventually become an apple tree. And that tree will produce not just one apple. Again, if you have good soil where the ground is cultivated, you'll have a good, you'll have a hearty, you'll have a healthy tree. And that tree will produce many apples. And what does every apple have inside? More seeds. And so you have many apples, you have many seeds. Well, then you can take additional action. You have more trees, more apples, more seeds. It just keeps growing, just keeps increasing, just gets better and better and better. Now, who designed that? Our Heavenly Father, who is good. You go back to the very beginning in your Bible in Genesis, and he did this and he did that, but about everything, even us, he said it was, it is good. He is the creator. This is the way he designed the system. And so if you were to take this packet of cantaloupe seeds and plant one or several, you would have a cantaloupe vine. Jessica did that one year. And so she planted a few seeds. There were vines everywhere. And before we knew it, we had cantaloupes everywhere. And even for a family of seven, we couldn't eat those cantaloupes fast enough. And every cantaloupe inside of it has, I'm going to hold this up, has cantaloupe seeds. And each one of these seeds can produce another cantaloupe vine, which can produce more cantaloupes. And in each one, there are many seeds. But what if someone decides, I don't believe that? I disagree with that? And what if their attitude, what if their approach is, I ain't gonna do nothing. I ain't gonna do a darn thing. See, nothing ever happens. Nothing ever changes. And this is true in our walk with the Lord, but this is true in every area of life. If your attitude is you're, ain't, you're not going to do anything, got to use good English, there are going to be weeds. The ground is going to dry up. Anything that you do have will eventually wither and die. And we know this is true. There are, there are people here this morning, and maybe you have a family member, and there, there's a marriage that has, widow, it has withered and died. Because in that marriage, someone had the attitude, they ain't going to do anything to make things better. They ain't going to do anything to have a better result. So you have to take action. Learn to plant a specific seed for a specific harvest. Every seed produces after its own kind. Smile at your neighbor and tell them, every seed produces after its own kind. Tell your other neighbor, say, every seed produces after its own kind. Now, it seems like we're going to be dealing with some PhD level stuff here this morning. But this is not just elementary school, this is kindergarten level stuff. Every seed produces after its own kind. So if I plant an apple seed, what am I going to get? I'm going to get an apple tree, which is going to produce. And inside of every apple, there are more apple seeds. Every seed produces after its own kind. But we live in a culture today that is so wicked and is so confused, it denies this. Here I have an apple. Now, can this apple decide to be a cantaloupe? You're kidding me. This apple cannot decide to be a cantaloupe? What if, what if it, it asks for my help and I, I spray paint it and decorate it to look like a cantaloupe? 
Is it a cantaloupe? Or is it just an apple pretending to be a cantaloupe? Now, who designed the earth? Who designed how this works? But see, this illustrates how crazy and how insane and how wicked and how confused and how perverse this culture we're living in is. Tell your neighbor, say, don't be a part of the lies. Tell your other neighbor, say, don't be a part of the lies. There's a wonderful man in the church, and he's an administrator in a local public school. And he has to deal with some crazy stuff. And there's a student in the school, I believe a girl, but she pretends to be a boy. And she says her, her preferred name or pronoun is Lucifer. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Where's a righteous mom and dad to say, no, we're not doing that? Doesn't matter what your friends are doing, saying, watching. We're not doing that in this house. We are living in wicked days. And perhaps your approach to that as a parent is to stick your head in the sand and pretend like we're not, but it doesn't change the fact that we're living in wicked days. And so you have to do everything you can to protect your family and your children and in your home to communicate simple truths. That an apple is, and an apple cannot pretend to be a cantaloupe if it doesn't like being an apple. Are we clear? You're like, well, man, he is dealing with it all on Easter Sunday. Consider your finances. Your wallet, ladies, and your purse, or all of us in an account. Money in the package of your wallet or purse or account, it will produce nothing just sitting in the wallet or just sitting in a purse, or really anymore, just sitting in an account, amen. You go down to Chase or Bank of America, any of them, I'm not picking on anyone, but you go down and you open up an account and put you know, $1,000 in it, it's not going to produce anything just sitting there in the account at that level. But if it's sown or planted or given into good soil, if it's sown or planted or given into the good soil of the kingdom of God, it will produce a harvest. Now, as I said, every seed produces after its own kind. So apple seeds, let me hold this up right, produce more. And if, now a farmer, they can plant apples and they can go through the work, the effort to cultivate the apples and sell the apples for more money. But uh, if Jessica plants some apples, is Austin going to go through the work of, sell, well, you see me driving down the road selling apples. No. Every seed produces after its own kind. Well, Austin, I'm a hoping, I, I, I'm a praying, I'm a believing, and I'm believing for this financial harvest. But if I say, if I ask, well, have you sown any financial seeds? And they say no, is there going to be a financial harvest? And the answer is no. Every seed produces after its own kind. And you can sow specific seeds for a specific harvest. And money sown, planted, given, then being a blessing with it into the good soil of the kingdom of God, it will produce a harvest of more money, of more finances, which means more seeds, and with that, more seed to sow. That's why Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 10, God supplies seed to who? To the sower. And over time, God then supplies and increases our store of seed. So someone might say, well, Austin, in my life, God has not been supplying and increasing my store of seed. It's because you're not a sower. To be a sower, for God to be involved in what you have going on in your life, you have to be a sower. 
and then over time, as you're a sower, he will supply and increase your store of seed. If, if over time there's not more seed, nothing is being sown. Nothing is being planted. No action is being taken. Every seed produces after its own kind. Apple seeds produce more apple seeds. Cantaloupe seeds produce more cantaloupe seeds. Watermelon seeds produce more watermelon seeds. And over time, money seeds produce more money seeds. Dollars beget dollars and so on. Luke 6.38, Jesus said, give, and what will happen? It will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, will God cause men to give unto your bosom. For with the measure that ye meet with all or use, it shall be measured to you. So th this is not hard to understand. Every seed produces after its own kind. If you sow confusion, what are you going to reap? Confusion. If you, sow, if you sow the seed of chaos, what are you going to reap? If you sow the seed of doing nothing, what are you going to reap? If you sow the seeds of hard work, there's going to be a harvest that comes. If you sow the seed of being a man or woman of character and being industrious and doing everything that you do with excellence, there's going to be a harvest that comes. And if you sow the right seeds financially, over time, there will be a harvest that comes. Now, do you better understand 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6? Whoever sows how? Sparingly. How do they reap? Sparingly. Whoever sows sparingly reaps how? Sparingly. But whoever sows generously reaps generously. Every seed produces after its own kind. This is the way God designed the earth. This is the way God designed the system. Turn in your Bible to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1, beginning in verse 11. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, trees bearing fruit with seed according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. He called it good. He saw that it was good. Every seed produces after its own kind. So in its seed state, just like a seed, a dream, a dream that God has given you, it has untapped potential. There is great potential on the inside of a seed. But until that seed is introduced into the soil or planted, it will not produce what it was meant to. We see the seed. We see the apple, the apple seed or the cantaloupe seed or whatever it is. Hold up this one. You can see the seeds a little bit better. You see the seed? It doesn't look like what it will become. And far too often, because we, we don't see what will become, we only see what is, we only see the seed, we reject our dream seeds. We see the seed, but we don't see the potential of what can be. We don't see the apple tree. We don't see the apples. We don't see all the seeds in them. We don't see the grove of apple trees. We don't see all of those hundreds or thousands of apples. We only see the seed. We don't see the potential of what can be. And so far too often, we reject our own dream seeds. So you have to choose to sow specific seeds for a specific harvest. Number three, the seed will always bring increase. Tell your neighbor, say, the seed will always bring increase. So what the apple seed does is amazing, but you can see that what the watermelon seed does, it's truly amazing. How does, like an apple seed, how does a little tiny black seed, how does it produce a vine which produces, we'll pick it up. 
How does it produce a watermelon so big, so beautiful, so wonderful to eat, full of what? More seeds. It's wonderful. It's the way God designed the system. And yes, you can, you can say, man, I, I'm going I'm to go out of church today. I'm going to start me a garden. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Sure, you can apply today's message to that. But you can also apply it to every single area of your life. When the seed or your dream seed is introduced or planted in the right environment or soil, it will always bring increase. And so often the seed is rejected because it is beyond our current resources. God says, sow a specific seed toward your dream. But we reject that. We say, that is beyond my means. I cannot do that. We fail to listen to and obey the Holy Spirit. And instead, we do what the mind says. But there's no power in the mind. There is power in faith. There's no power in doing what the mind says to do. But there is power in faith. God says, give a certain amount. But we reject that. We say, I don't have that kind of money. Or I don't have that to spare. We fail to see what could be. We're focused. I want to open this up, but I'm not. This is my father's. It's not mine. We're, we just got the seed. And we got the packet. And we're carrying it around. It's what I have. This is all I have. We're focused on that. Focused on the seed. Focused on the packet. When right there, inside the packet, you have the answer. Right there inside the packet, you have the provision you want, the provision you desire, the provision you're believing God for. If you would only open up the packet, get the seeds out, go outside or where there's good soil, take action, plant those seeds, water, cultivate the ground, water the ground, and do your part, and then over time, not overnight, over time, the harvest comes. See, we're so often we're waiting on God or people are hopeful that the, the government will pass another stimulus or whatever it is. They're broke. We're just digging the hole deeper. They're waiting on this. They're waiting on that. They're waiting on God. When all the while, they have their seed packet and your answer is in your hands. And that's why Pastor was saying to us this week, what is in your hand? He was saying that's what the Lord is saying to us. In all of our lives, we're believing God. We want to we do more. We want to have more. We want to go to new levels. What is in our hand? What is in the seed packet of our lives that we haven't done, we haven't taken action with, we haven't sown? We've just been believing and hoping. Faith is taking action. Every seed produces after its own kind, and the harvest is always greater. The seed always brings increase. Tell your neighbor, say, the seed always brings increase. Tell your other neighbor, say, the seed always brings increase. You know, I, I've thrown everything out there imaginable. I might as well just go for it, run the gauntlet. Sometimes I'll mention Christians with a garage sale mentality. They'll keep stuff longer than they should stuff they don't need, then they'll go through the effort dragging it outside, selling people stuff they don't need or want, overpriced in the hopes of making $20. Why not give some things away? Why not be a blessing? 
If you, and as we say, don't, don't wear clothes until they're worn out. Before they're worn out, while they're still in good condition, give them away and be a blessing. Every seed produces a specific harvest. So if you want more clothes, what should you sow? See, Jessica, we, we're applying this all the time. Jessica recently told me all the kids need new shoes. Then she told me, cheers coming. That, that takes great faith, amen. <laughs> but see, I know that if you want a specific harvest, you gotta sow specific seeds. So she had told me all that. Then I found out about a need, a child needing shoes. And I said, this is it. This is my opportunity. And so I made arrangements for that child to get taken care of and be blessed with new shoes. Why? Because I know if I want a harvest of shoes for the Lingerfelt children, what must I sow? What must I sow? Shoes. You can sow specific seeds for specific harvests. And so what is in the packet may not be enough. But if it's sown, if, it's, if action is taken, if it's planted, it produces a harvest of more than enough. I love what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, say all things, at all times, say all times, having all that you need, say having all that I need, you will abound. Say I will abound in every good, here it comes the word, in every good work. See, it's unescapable. If a farmer wants to have a harvest, what must he do? If we, in any area of our lives, if we want to have a harvest, what must we do? We must work. We must take action. We must sow and plant. We must, in our lives, be the farmer if we want a harvest. It's the only kind of life God can bless. Jessica and I have never gone backwards taking action. We've never gone backwards obeying God. We've never gone backwards doing anything the Lord told us to do or giving anything the Lord told us to do. Is your dream seed in your life financial to reap a harvest? You got to plant that seed into the good soil of the kingdom of God. With all that is going on in the world today, with everything going on in the news, these are the days to walk with God. These are the days to walk with God in every area of life, including in our finances. You've tried doing things your way. You've tried looking to man or the government. You've tried vacationing on the tithe or giving money to a relative. You've tried sowing your seed into the ministry of a celebrity or life coach, but you're still in the box. It's time to do things God's way. It's time to obey God and to plant the seeds that God has given you into good soil. And I'm here to tell you, the place where you're sitting right now is good soil. 2020, 2021, we had church. We had church as normal. We had school. We had school as normal. We didn't lose a single person. In the midst of all of that, there was more than enough. In the midst of all of that, God supernaturally paid everything off, but it was through the action that was taken here at Faith Christian Center as pastor was led to take action. This is a blessed place. This is good soil. An apple seed left in the package will never grow into a tree. You have to take action. Learn to plant a specific seed 
for a specific harvest, just as you would in a garden. In your life, don't leave the seeds in the package. Don't let your dream seed waste away. Don't let your dream seed be dormant with its potential untapped. If the Lord came back tomorrow, this packet of seeds would be up there in pastor's office in his desk drawer and nothing would be happening. Don't let that be your life. Got to take action. Got to put the seed in the ground. Got to plant the seed in good soil. Got to cultivate the ground and water the ground. And if your dream seed is financial to reap a harvest, you've got to plant that dream seed into good soil. And there is no better soil than the kingdom of God. Remember what Jesus said in John 12, 24, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces, it produces, I'm gonna hold this one up better. If it dies, it produces many seeds. We each have the answer. We each have all the potential in the world. The answer is action. And as you take action, God will bless the work of your hands. Please bow your heads. Why don't we stand? Please bow your heads as you stand. God loves you. God has a wonderful plan and purpose for your life, but it all, it all begins by asking Jesus Christ into your heart. It all begins by asking Jesus Christ to be the Lord, the Savior of your life. And you might be here today and maybe you've never done that. This world we live in, it'll lie to you. It'll tell you that you can believe whatever you want. You can take whatever path you want. That if you're kind of good enough, that's sufficient. You'll be in heaven someday. It's a lie. This world we live in, it'll lie to you. It'll, it'll tell you that you can come up with your own path to God. It's a lie. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. He's standing at the door of your life, and he's knocking. I don't know what you've been told about God. I don't know what you've been told about Jesus, but Jesus said, the thief, Satan, he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. And so he's knocking on the door of your life, and he's saying, won't you open the door? Won't you ask me to come in? If you're here today and say, Austin, I've never done that, but I want to. I want to ask Jesus into my life. I want to ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. If that's you, wherever you're standing, raise your hand high to where I'll see it. Raise your hand clearly to where I'll see it, and I'll know you're raising your hand. Say, Austin, I want to open the door. I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart and into my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ushers, for helping me out. You might also be here today and in a time in your life you prayed a prayer, you walked an aisle, but you know in your heart you've not been living for the Lord. You have been doing your own thing. The Bible says the mercies of God are new every morning. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful, he is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can have a new beginning. You can have a fresh start. You can leave here today knowing you have peace with God. If you're here today and say, Austin, I want you to pray with me. I want to recommit my life. I want to leave here today knowing, without doubt, knowing 
that I have peace with God. That's you this morning, wherever you're standing, raise your hand. Raise your hand high, raise it clear, so I'll see it. Thank you. If you raised your hand for either invitation, I'm gonna ask that you come. Bring your, what your, your belongings, bring what you brought with you. I'm gonna ask that you come. Join me here at the front, we're going to pray. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but the Lord is dealing with your heart. And you know this is for you. Now's the time. Now's the time to give your life to the Lord. Come, join us at the front, we're going to pray. Everyone here, they're going to be excited for you. They'll be rejoicing with you. God bless. God bless. Sorry. Sit there. Come, come forward a little bit. I don't bite. Amen. Just face me. It's all right. Repeat this simple prayer after me. And you might be watching, listening online. This is for you. Pray with us. Say this. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And I repent of my sins. I give you my life. I believe, I believe that Jesus, that Jesus he, was he was born on my behalf. On my behalf. I, believe I believe he lived for me, lived for me. Without, sin. without sin. And I believe, and I believe that, he that he paid the price that I deserve to pay. Deserve to pay. He, paid he paid the price for my sins. For my sins. And, I believe, and I believe that he, you raised him from the dead. And from this day forward, this day forward Jesus, Jesus will live in me. I ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for welcoming me into the family. Thank you for setting me free of anything that would hinder me in living for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'll just go briefly with wonderful ladies behind you, they've got some things to give you to be a blessing and a help, and they'll get you right back in the service. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.